Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. I'm Lou Gregory. Here's what's coming up today. Luton have probably their best performance of the season, winning 3-0 at home to Preston. We discussed today if that was the best performance so far under Nathan Jones. Probably best ever. We'll have a look at that today. We're going to look at Nathan Jones himself, 200 games in charge. What a journey it's been for him. What a journey it's been for us Luton fans. We'll discuss that. We also answer your Instagram questions and your Twitter fleets. And looks like I'm on my own today. But in fact, I'm not. I'm joined on Zoom tonight by Bataro and Steve sitting in for Dave, who can't make it today. Um, Bataro, your isolation, is it finally coming to an end? Yes, mate. It is finally over as of today, since it's only, uh, was it the isolation gone out of 10 days? So, yeah, thank fuck for that, mate. Amazing. And Steve? Lucky yeah. for some, as ours has just started. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's <laughs> how it goes, isn't it, eh? Steve you got to piss out of me, so do you know what? Fucking, you had your comments now, haven't you? It's been a while since we've seen Steve yeah, on the podcast as well, hasn't it? How you doing? No, it's been a while since I've been on it, to be fair. I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. We're going to we're gonna see if we can battle through the dog barking today on, on the podcast. <laughs> you might hear it a few times in the background. But let's crack on and talk about the Preston game at the weekend because, you know what? I think it's the best performance of the season so far. I don't know what you boys thought. I thought it was class. Yes. Well, the performance was class. All goals were quality. Um, the first one especially, I thought that was that was amazing. I was really impressed by that. Um, um, real, mate. The goals, the quality of the goals were unreal, weren't they? Yeah, and it was just the uh, teamwork. It was the work rate from um, all over the team. I can't think of a bad performance on Saturday. Well, before we get into that in more detail then, let's look at the three-word reviews. This is what you guys summed up the game in. Three words. Paul says, early Christmas present. John, three great goals, which was pretty much, Steve, what you just said. Rob said, thoroughly deserved victory. Uh, JMO says, everything went right. Dave says, incredible lockdown progress. Neil says, great home form. Tim says, Pelly's pass, though. Uh, Adam says, fans made a difference. Which one of them do you like? Because I, I look mm. at it, everything went right on Saturday from JMO. And it, it just... Mine's Pelly's pass, though. That was class, wasn't it? <laughs> also true. Oh, unreal. Don't get me wrong. I, I thought of that one as well, since you said it, about Pelly's pass. And don't get me wrong, right? Unreal performance from Pelly as well. Great ball, but that touch and finish, oh my lord. That's Premier League standard. I'm telling you now, mate, that is unreal. I like the fact that Collins tucked that one away. I just like Collins' performance of the weekend because we spoke on the mm-hmm. podcast recently, um, you know, about the chances he's missing as a striker and if, you know, if, if like he needs to be scoring more goals. And to me, on Saturday, that's the kind of Collins I want to see more of this season because I feel like he could do that more often. Yeah, of course. I mean, mate, you proving the quality there. Like, the, the, like, what was it? How many shots did he have in total? About four, was it, and score three? It's, it's like got to be something like that. Like, was prolific, wasn't he? Was... But yeah, mate, he was touching the 100% or whatever. The guy was unreal, mate. He was on fire. But do you know what? Just everything about him, all the guys were great. I mean, even the second one, probably the scrappiest one out of the lot. But even that third goal as well, the turn, the finish, everything about it. 
Oh, that second goal, wonderful. race touch from um, mm-hmm. when the ball dropped out of the air, race touch and ball in. I thought that was... No, he's sitting there screaming if it's got for a corner from another bet to come in, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> nah, that's what you've classy, done, man. And he put it in, straight out of the plate for Carlo, didn't he? But yeah, you couldn't really believe it the second goal went in. Quite early on as well, really, wasn't it? Uh, well, if you look at like the start of the yeah, game, if we go back right to the very start, we have three changes from that really, uh, I'd say, dull Coventry draw. But I guess we got to look at it. So it was a good point in the end. Um, yep. So Dewsbury Hall, Monker and Pearson come in, Clark, Berry and Morell out. Um, that that game against Coventry, you know, I think that's just one you get the point and never talk about it again, isn't it? Yeah, of course. But at the same time, right, I know people obviously moaned about level of performance against Coventry and whatever else but at the same time I've watched Coventry a few times I said to you boys at the weekend I've seen them play well, the weekend wherever it was Wednesday, Thursday but I said I've seen mate, other teams go there teams you know people would say are better than us in that league but I've seen teams go there and still struggle and come away with like nothing or just a point the same nil-nil draw or whatever so it's, at the end of the day it's not a bad point I mean way Coventry set up they're quite a frustrating team anyway so no we take positives from that I will anyway Steve, what did you make of that? And and Pearson coming back in the team, I think he's been different class right back. I I think he's offered us something different. I think he's he's a really good player there and I'll play him there for the rest of the season if it may. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I always always think with Pearson at right back, I I was watching on... I, I give Pearson so much stick, it's ridiculous, but... A couple of times. Oh, we know. Yeah, a couple of times the ball goes out of play. Um... I think Hudson wants to get involved in the podcast today. I don't know if you guys can hear him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, wants to, he wants to tell you about Pearson, mate. Yeah. What's that, Hudson? We can't hear you, mate. <laughs> Say, oh, he keeps oh, he kept in play a few times. Yeah, I heard that. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's pause and I'll um, go sort him out. <laughs> okay, so that's the dog sorted out. Um, let's get back to the podcast. So, yeah, we made some some changes from that Coventry game and I guess we just freshened it up with the amount of games we have in December. Fair enough, isn't it? Um, and... You'd probably say Preston probably had the better of the early chances, didn't didn't they? They had that chance from Stockley when the first five minutes, I think he's somehow kicked it over the bar from yards out. Um, but we, we stood strong, I thought. Uh, to be honest, I can't really think of much going on for Preston. I, do you know what? I'm trying to think of that chance as well for Stockley. It was from a free kick, I think, and it I fell to him as a front post. I don't remember it. You don't remember it because you didn't turn up. I remember the corner post. chance. Once we headed it over, I, I wasn't there to be fair. It's probably why I didn't see it. Fucking <laughs> hell. But, um, did they, so was that the only chance they had then? Yeah, I honestly can't remember it. I think it was the best chance of the game they had. Apart from that, they didn't really trouble Shea and Goal at all. Um, and then I think we just really grew into the game, didn't we? And it was that, I think our first goal, and we've spoken about the first goal like very quickly, but. You look at the whole movement in this and that small little touch from Dewsbury Hall that gets it to Pelly, and then Pelly's perfect mm-hmm. chip, Colin's perfect chest control and perfect finish. It was the perfect goal, really, wasn't it? It was beautiful, man, honestly. I've watched that goal about at least 20, 30 times now. Honestly, it's one of the best goals I think I've ever seen. Well, obviously not live before you go there, but oh, beautiful, man. Absolutely wonderful. Is that? Um, do you know what? Everything, sorry, mate, everything about that performance, I just keep going back to it now. It makes me happy thinking about it. Is that the best ball Pelly Ruddock's ever played? I can't think of him ever playing like a ball that just good. Surely. Surely, man. No, that's uh, one of his best, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be. That's like one of the best passes I've seen in that division. If that was Premier League, 
people be raving about it for weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was just class. And that's, I guess, Batara, you've said before about Pelly Ruddock is that's what you know he can do, you know, is that's, and that's the potential he's got. If he can produce balls like that and be that attacking playmaker and, and, you know, drive the team forward and get more assists to his name, get more goals to his game. Well, this is it. I mean, I think the other day for me, obviously people might disagree with this, but I'm going to say I thought Pelly was my man. He was my man in the match anyway. I thought the guy was unreal. I think he made one mistake in the whole game and it weren't even like a mistake that you'd look at and go, fuck's sake, that could cost us. The guy was, honestly, I think I couldn't fault him once. I really couldn't. I mean, sometimes he took an... You love a false Pelly, don't you? No, nah, not, not even Steve. It's not even like that. It's because I get frustrated with him, man. Don't get wrong. It does piss me off. Everyone knows this. But yeah. I just think when he's at it and he was doing what he was doing on Saturday, then there's no stopping the boat. And that's what you need to see more often. I don't think we get that enough from him. That's my, my honest opinion. But, you know, people have a different opinion to that. And that's fair enough. But for me, he doesn't do that enough. And recently, he has been a bit off the boil. When he has been playing, he has been a bit off. I'll be honest, I think um, he's been a bit off, mate. But he's fucking shy. I can't remember. I can't remember what was that really poor game he had. I can't remember what it was against. What, but yeah, after that when he got ten times in a row. Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Yeah. But this is what I mean. I mean, sometimes it takes him a bit of a kick up the arse sometimes, doesn't it, from players getting rested and whatever else. Or exactly. rested, Two games out and he's you know, back rotated. in. Yeah. But no, I mean, I could not fault him. <laughs> Do you know what? I know it sounds really harsh to say, but when they obviously knocked that ball over to Collo for the first goal, um, I was sitting there going, oh, I couldn't really remember it at the time. I thought... Is he just fucking hoofed that and got away with it? Made that look like <laughs> Only you would think that. And you watched it back and, you, you, oh, I don't know why I thought that. I thought it was just typical, wasn't it? But I looked at it back and I went, wow, that is that is the penny that we want. Because that is, mate, let's say the pass, everything about that goal, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It was goal. good. And what I love about the finish as well is that still, like, Collins had a lot to do. Um, from that ball from Pelle. Obviously, it was a beautiful pass, but he still had to control it. He still had mm-hmm. to finish it. And that's the thing with Collins. You know, you can gift him that chance at Watford and he hit, hits the bar. That chance at home to Birmingham and then look, look at last season, that chance away at Derby. There's loads. He's just kind of like missed the easy yeah. chances. Yeah, he gets a chance like that. And, and I guess you say his third goal as well. He had to make that himself. But that first yeah. goal, that touch and that finish, he still had a lot to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was, um, that chest control, especially with someone jumping in front of him. Our fault was Premier yeah, League. Yeah, that was it. it was... Yeah, mate, that's what I mean. The ball goes straight over the top of his head, the geezer still jumps and Colos, the concentration on it, everything about it, it was just, it was wonderful to watch. I know obviously we go, we go on like it's, you know what I mean, fucking, like it's probably the best guy we've ever seen. Probably not, but it just feels like that at the moment, doesn't it? Because it's such a great win as well for the whole team, man. The whole, the performance from minute one to minute 90, the energy that performance has given the team and the club, I think's, I think's great. I, I just, was sitting there screaming out, like I was, I was in girlfriend's family home, watching it on the TV, or like chilling out, and obviously watching it or whatever. I'm going nuts. I'm sitting there screaming out, "Fucking Barcelona, Barcelona again!" It, mate, it was <laughs> unreal to see the pressure that we were applying. The, the Jeremy was on the front foot all the time. When do we see that? For like consistently over 90 minutes. When do we ever see us press on? It was and good, weren't it? We're, because we're penning it. Yeah. it was kind of like the reason we got that result against Norwich. It was that high press and, mm-hmm. you know, it worked perfectly again against Preston. And it, it's like we didn't give them a minute to get going. Every time they tried it, it's like, we're on them, we're on them. We're yep. getting them second balls. We're, and it's just great to watch, isn't it? And you've got to say credit to Nathan Jones for 
just bringing in that high press. You know, maybe we could have done with that earlier on in the season against some certain teams, but it just seems right now at home, if we can do that high press, we've scored six goals in two home games. That's yeah. that's unreal in yeah, the championship. Crazy. You can't complain about that. Against Norwich no, and Preston as well. Like, yeah, I was just on. about to say, when was the last time we scored three goals? Was it back in League One, was it? Before, time. Uh, we beat Before Barnsley in the championship. Three, oh, of course. Of course three yeah. one away, didn't we? But um, it's very rare you see that. I mean, two home games in a row as well. Yeah. Mate, the fans are packing as well. What an effect. But we, we know we're a good side, so... And I'm just happy for all, the, all those supporters out there that went Saturday as well. Oh, I'm happy been amazing. to see that. Classy. Um, well, we went 2 0 up. Uh, Colo scored again. Nice little header from Ray's touch back. Steve, you said Ray's touch was really good, weren't it? It was great ball back in. And um, typical place. Colo in at the right time to header it in. And yeah, pretty much just a dominant first half performance. As dominant as you're going to see as well. Against a good, uh, let's face it, against a very good Preston side as well. A very, very good Preston side. Are they the best? They've been very good away from home, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. There you go, mate. Three uh, 0 against Preston. Fucking beautiful, man. Ah, oh, lovely. Um, and then in the second half, we just kicked on with Colo getting his hat trick. He, he deserved this as well because he he did have a chance. Um, I think the keeper made a good save from a header. But this ball from Cornet Collins, then you know he's 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 done this like I said earlier. He's created this himself. He's shifted it back onto his right foot. Powerful low drive into the bottom left corner, and you just think again. It's just another. You'd probably say on paper you, that's a difficult chance to score. He's made it look so easy compared to some of the chances he's missed this season. And that's just like that's what you want from Collins. Well, yeah, we know about Collins, don't we? I mean, the only beauties he scored like back in League Two, League One. I remember there was one goal, was it against Yeovil or he had a little one-two, I think it was Shinny or whatever, and he absolutely like, in the Kenilworth end, and he sort of like bent it into the far left, left yeah. hand, uh, left hand corner, right hand corner, to call it. And that was what, do you remember that, anyone? Yeah, I remember that one. L- little one-two, and that's it, he smashed it across the goal kind of thing, like whips it across. And like, just goals like that, they're just perfect goals. And I think, like I say, Saturday, I think there's two perfect goals there again from him. But we know, you know, he can score them, them kind of goals, so, but like you say, it's the chances that he misses sometimes that sort of maybe you know, puts a bit of mud in his name. But do you know what? Fair play, Collar. You can miss a couple of open goals, mate, as long as you do that every bloody, every now and then. Has he proved the doubt was wrong now, though? Because there has been, there was like comments saying, like, is is Collins' championship standard? And I think we've spoken about it on the podcast before, you know, is he up to, you know, is he is he that like proper championship striker? Does he prove that he is from that performance I remember- on Sunday? Back in League One, I was, I, when we first um, went up to League One, I sort of one of those doubts was like, is he good enough for this league? But ever since then, he's kicked yeah. on and the championship, I think, is class. He yeah, misses your chance and odd sitter, but he more than makes up for in his work rate and goals. Yeah, this is it, everything all around. That's, I was the same, Steve, as well. I don't know about you, Greg, but I was the same, obviously, doubting him. Going up to League One, I thought to myself, he scored so many goals in League Two and whatever. And he even done it in a stint uh, for was it was it Northampton or wherever it was at one point as well in League uh, League One, but and he always dropped down. And you thought, why does he keep dropping down? There must be something about him that's not that good. But even you know, no, sorry, mate. But yeah, he's just no. Uh, he's, he even uh, said in his um, post match interview that he was known as a League Two striker when he? he was known to get an, mm-hmm. get a team out of League Two. But since yeah. since coming to Luton, he's he suppose he has proved people wrong, isn't he? But I think that work rate for him, I think that what that's what gives him maybe an extra 10-20% over some strikers. Maybe, you know, he doesn't get into them 
positions enough sometimes to score goals, but maybe like, like we said the other week on the podcast and that maybe you need someone up, up there with him to support him to like you know on the shoulder of the last man because for me he's not that kind of centre forward he's like a, he's quite a defensive sort of striker isn't he and he'll put yeah. in a shift and he'll make room for everyone else as well but you know when he's hitting heights as well and he's scoring goals you can't stop him but maybe that needs to be coached into him because for me I think naturally he always thinks of the team first and put in a shift and maybe sometimes he gets drawn out of position but I think Jones will sort it out with him what I would say about Collins after his hat-trick of the weekend is all three of them goals has come from him being like in the centre of the box or like centre of the pitch kind of area. And, you know, there's, there's times, and we mentioned under Graham Jones where he was wide. Um, to be fair, under Nathan Jones, there's been times where he's been in that, that left wing position as well. And I'm just thinking, like, I've said sometimes, if he's in the centre, cool. isn't he, he's, he's going to get them goals. What are you going to say, Steve? I was going to say exactly that. Like once on Saturday, I think, obviously, Dave called a hat-trick. But then we saw him out on the left-hand side and there was no one in the box. Yeah, and that's where you want him to be. it happens a few times. And we need him in the centre of the pitch because he's shown what he can do. But, he, but Is, that not, is that not natural for Collins though? Is that not natural for him to sometimes no, exactly. get wide? Because not yeah, quite a safe player exactly. play and try to close people down. I think maybe that's pretty natural for him. Like, that's just the way he plays. But like you no, say, if you can keep him. But then you don't want to keep him too central all the time sometimes because you don't want to lose that work rate and that closing down and the commitment but well I don't know anything but that's just what I part of the for game. anyway just part of it with, with yeah, Collins exactly. isn't it um, mm-hmm. Lockyer went close with a fourth do you think that, that header was probably easier to score mm-hmm. than it was to miss oh Jesus um, one that hit his shoulder yeah it could have been 4-0 <laughs> but that makes it four games unbeaten at, at Kenilworth Road 19 shots we had the other day I, I know we've spoken on the podcast before wow. about do we have enough shots on goal we had 19 19 to Preston's target. four uh, five on target, which I guess isn't so bad, is it? But yeah, that's all right. That's not bad at all. You can't really complain. It's just it a, like, ch- an extra energy, level. wasn't it? It just. I don't like know it. if it was the crowd or if it was the first goals, the quality of the goals. It was just an energy about the team on Saturday. Is it a coincidence that probably our two best home performances in the championship have come with fans back in the stadium? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. No, of course. I mean, let's face it, man. When there's always fans in the stadium, it's always going to be a bit more. Bit more life. I mean, I was obviously wasn't there Saturday. I don't know what the atmosphere was really like. I could hear a little bit on TV or laptop, or whatever. But no, I mean, surely if you've got fans, especially only home fans, obviously for us the other day, and you got obviously then maybe shout out to the ref, like obviously like Dave always says, like of course it makes it makes a difference. I do generally believe it does make a difference. Even two thousand fans in there, I think it's massive. Especially I for Luton. still get quite noisy as well, Kenworth Road, because it's mm. quite an enclosed. In, oh yeah, in close pitch. I think two thousand just sounds noisy. Um, just in just the fact we've not had fans in stadiums for so long. I think yeah, any course. type of fans. I mean, is it's just noisy, noisy with thousands of fans in against Norwich, man. Yeah, um, it was a good game. Three 0 perfect result. What a what a weekend. What a week of football game. Four points from two games. We said we'd take that last week, so we're happy with that. Um, let's move on. We didn't do a player focus today. We started to do a manager focus. Nathan Jones, two hundredth game in charge, one hundred wins, perfect. What a guy. What a guy he is. Go on, Steve. I'll let you start. He's been awesome, hasn't he? He's been been awesome. Uh, I think all's forgotten with what happened when he left. Um, I do think the saving from relegation was big for him and the club. I feel like it would have been a lot more difficult if if he couldn't keep us up last year. Yeah. I think it would have lost a lot of fans' trust and respect if we were back in League One. So I do think the um, staying in championship was big, not just financially, but just for just just, just for, for him. Not for him as well. First, 
And you you look at that that you know that that record of two hundred games, one hundred wins, fifty percent win ratio is really good for any manager. That is that is really good. And it's like people have said. I've seen loads of people say this online and and in the news. It's just it just seems that Luton just fits him perfectly. He tried it at Stoke, it didn't work. But there's just something about Nathan Jones and Luton just works, doesn't it? What is that, Batara? Possibly because he's got full control, maybe over you know the dealings in and around the club. Whereas maybe at Stoke, they, you know, you know what certain clubs are like. I say they probably had like a fucking a guy to sort of, you know, scout certain people, a guy to do the coaching for part of the other team. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas I feel like maybe at Luton, somewhere at Luton, he has full control to go and implement what he wants rather than get told occasionally what he can and can't do. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, certain clubs like Stoke might be a bit like that. But I might be wrong. But it, do you know what I'm saying? Or Yeah, no. yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe full control, yeah. maybe. And with with his with his two hundred games in charge of Luton, if you had to pick one game that you just that just stands out to you as like your favourite game under Nathan Jones, what would that be? Because there's there's been loads of there's just been loads of good games. You could pick so many. Mm. It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, one that stands out for me. I can I know it sounds a bit odd. People are like, hang on a minute, what? But Mansfield away when we beat them two 0 back in League Two. Bit of a weird one. That's a bit weird. You ask why? Why? Tell us why. Uh, uh, I think yeah. <laughs> if I remember rightly, we hit a stat of something along the lines of the first time we'd beaten them at their place or whatever in so long, in so many games or whatever, we'd never won there. Previous to that, I was saying I'm pretty sure it's in a long time. Yeah, I hope I'm not wrong on that. Now, but yeah, I'm sure that was what I read at the time. But yeah, I mean, it's been a few games. But yeah, that one stands out for me there. Did we go to that one? Yeah, I. I did you go? St- that was when. I was um, definitely. Is that when Pelly scored the Pelly second? And yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he scored a header, but it was a great yeah, touch and volley, wasn't it? And I was sitting there, yeah, oh, was, yeah, yeah fucking great guy. Oh, yeah, great header. I was fucking seeing up three of everything. That was awful. <laughs> Good job, sober tonight, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that one stands but, um, out for you, yeah. Batara. Is that sorry? So that one stands out for you. What was it that made it just the yeah. fact that it was so long since we won there and then we went there under Jones and just got the win? I just, I don't know. It's just, that's just the first thing that came into my head for some weird reason. It's a weird one, isn't it? Man's put away, but mm. yeah, just, I don't know. I just, I just remember not being confident for that game and then all of a sudden, we go and do what we did. But no, nah, I mean, there's been a couple of games. I mean, Oxford, I always go on to that Oxford game as well, away from home in League One. Yeah. When we scored in 90 plus four, five, whatever it was. Eight, I think it was 90 plus eight. Just the belief. Yeah, it's the belief in the team. And just, I don't know. It's just unbelievable, isn't it, really? But, no, I mean, it's pretty tons of games. I mean, Blackburn last season, another one. Pressure's on. Massive pressure. We didn't buckle. But, mate, I could sit here. I could probably pick you about 10, 15, 20 games. But, don't think we're that long. Steve, what what about about you? you boys, anyway? I think for me it'd be Hull from last year. Yeah. Um, oh, I think once we won that, I sort of, I sort of knew we'd stay up. Well, that whole game was, was literally like before. it was winner stays up. Well, loser goes down more like, yeah. wasn't it? With that game. Yeah. So the pressure was on because uh, you ruined the goal went. for us as well, didn't you? Yeah, I Who did. did. I did. You were, yeah, you checked your phone, uh, Luke, because he checked his phone before it went in. Yeah. Don't, I don't regret it though. And uh, I don't regret it. <laughs> no, I don't. Well done. <laughs> the thing is, right, that day, no, we were like, we were tactically spot on that day and we dominated Hull. We deserved to win, deserved to score more. 
and it was like you like you said Batora about the Blackburn game. That whole game, when we needed to win the most, we did. Yeah. And I feel like now yeah, this season really, we're yeah. just building on it. Wasn't the Blackburn game from behind as well? Yeah. Yeah. Early on as well. Mm, yeah, class, class bit. And it's obviously like massive financially for the club and massive. Whereabouts yeah, do you reckon um, Nathan Jones can take us? How how far forward can he take us? Would you like to see him still here in three years' time, four years' time when we're in power court? Can he take us to the Premier League? Sky's the limit with that guy, isn't it? We're, we're getting playoffs this year. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It takes seven, six. Um, but yeah, last playoff place and then, then anyone's game in it. So. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Maybe a bit too soon, but you never know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Let's get no, only five points off. Do you think? <laughs> do you think you could see Nathan Jones getting us to the Premier League? Is I know it's like a dream, isn't it? And you know, other fans would listen to this and they'd laugh at us, going, "Little Luton to the Premier League." Are these fans deluded? But there's just something about our club and the direction it's heading in that I can't see. I I, I can see it happening. I don't think it's like unrealistic that it happens. Well, yeah, exactly. Who's to say if we don't get a bit? You know, we get a new stadium, or whatever. Who's to say we don't get a bit of investment? You know this and that and then go on to sort of hit the heights of maybe what you say Hull City did a few years back when we got to the Premier League I mean whoever thought Hull City would get to the Premier League again or whatever or even Bournemouth or even, yeah even Bournemouth exactly. there, you there you go straight away even Bournemouth so but then I don't see us looking back like we're all talking the whole club's talking about looking forward now like none of us are mm-hmm. now saying oh yeah we're, we're safe sort of thing we've got to look over our shoulder for relegation of course we do but no one's talking about that we're yeah, not talking mate, about going is, forward with the club. Yeah. And over, over the decades as well, you look at all, like, I looked at some league tables from sort of like, from the 1970s or up to the 1990s and that, and I thought, shit, like the amount of like, change in those leagues, who's to say we can't do it? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, we, we was up there once upon a time. So, well, not enough in the Premier League, obviously the old first division and that, but, no, who's to say we can't do it, mate? We've got to be optimistic. Like, people go little loot and, we're not that small. Do you know what I mean? We might be small like budget and whatever else and fuck it. But now at the same time, man, we're, like you say, Steve, the sky's the limit. Well, we asked you guys on social media about Nathan Jones. We asked what your favourite game under him was. We asked you how far he could take us. Ian says, uh, no idea about the favourite Luton game. But more importantly, he can establish us as a top championship side with maybe the occasional whiff of the Premier League. But I feel moving to a new ground, leading to larger attendances, more money, better players will help. But that's out of Mm -hmm. of his hands, uh, which I guess is right. Ollie says, could be the 8-2 against Yeovil or the 7-0 against Cambridge. Um, but for him, it's definitely got to be the 3-2 against Blackburn when the slate was completely wiped clean and we were Nathan Jones' team again. He secured the club's immediate future with that game and prevented financial oblivion, uh, which were Gary Sweet's words, apparently, which I guess, Steve, is what you said, because League One in coronavirus, probably not the best thing um, to do. LTFC Dave says, whilst the club are understandably cautious in the transfer market, I think we're probably at our ceiling right now. Uh, I think once we move to power court and the board are perhaps a bit more ambitious... Um, then we can challenge for a Premier League place. Which again, I think like, we do need that transition, don't we? And I think maybe well, start bringing in a development well, Luke, look squad. At, look at well, obviously what you're doing at the moment, mate. Obviously your job, you're working for Brentford. So look what they do. Brentford are the perfect model for a club yeah. like Luton. And you know, I think Luton have, have likened themselves to Brentford in the past. And, this is it, yeah. And it, it is the perfect example. You know, you you set up a good youth system. You, you buy players for your B team your development squad which we've, we've done recently as well 
develop them into first team players, sell them on for massive fees, and you know, just recycle and just you're just a profit making machine. It's mad. How it's it just works. very clever, isn't it? It's very very clever as well. It's so, business in the day. Exactly. If you can run that business perfectly, like like say Brentford, and let's face it, any teams you look at, then you got to take you know. Look at them go, fair play to you, that's credited. But I'd give, give Brentford one thing, they have done it the right way. And that's what I think Luton can be like, though. Tough. And, you know, you look at them three youngsters we signed for our under 21 squad recently. You know, they're the type of players, if we can just start filling that with talent, that under 21 squad, that in two, three years, when we're in that final year at Kenilworth Road, maybe, maybe then we've got the, the talent that we can push on. Maybe we have a first season in the Prem at Power Court. How good would that be? Uh, Jamie says he can take us to the Champions League. Fair play. Why not? Mm-hmm. Ambitious. And Daz says, favourite match is very oh, hard to choose, but he can take us to being a top eight team in the Championship and Premier League can come as we move to Power Court. It's basically what we've just been saying about um, Power Court is key. Yeah, we need it. It's key. All right, so let's get into some Instagram questions today. Insta questions, Twitter questions. I like this one from Andy. He says, which of the players would you think would be the funniest drunk? Glenn Ray. Glenn yeah, Ray. Got to be up there, Just because I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve, exactly. you've seen them all drunk, haven't you, actually? You were at um, what, Slug and Lettuce in St. Albans, weren't you, when they were all there after promotion? Yeah, yeah, and Ben Foster was there as well. Oh, well, you didn't but, yeah. say that one, did you? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just leave it. I want to finish that for you, dick. <laughs> But yeah, the old team was there. Lembre is quite a funny drunk. Tell us about the nice. slug and lettuce. Oh, I can't. I could not do such a thing to the team. <laughs> why? Because you were drunk? Or? You can't remember it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it was that long ago. Why. That's it. Didn't you ask to have your picture taken with like George Moncur or something? No, that was not me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I had a picture of Mickey Arford. But oh, no, that's fair enough. You could do that. I was, I was about to say, mate, forget the players, man. Let's get Mickey Arford in the beer. No, he was pissed, pissed up as well. He's a mate, the guy. Oh, well, man, I'll say, won't say too much, but yeah, he came to a few of our football presentations of that a few years back. Um, James, sir, sir, mate, salute you. James says, Do we still need a new striker? Maybe someone with some pace. So, Nombi. <laughs> I think, I think Nombi's impressed me when he's, when he's been playing. Nombi, Nomb, Nombe, however you pronounce it. Nombe. Um, I think he's impressed me when he's played, to be fair. I just think he does need. Uh, some more development more game games. Time, yeah, a bit more game time. Mm. Um, but with Collins after that hat trick, he's on fire. You know, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I could see us bringing in a lone striker in January potentially. Um, just because the amount of games we've got, you never know. Um, it seems to be Saturday, Wednesday every week, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is until the next international break as well. It just, and then you... oh, it's great for entertainment purposes, though, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it's great. And then you throw into it like the FA Cup into it. It's like non-stop. Kieran says, playoff push, realistic, yes or no? Yes. Um, well, I know what David would say right now, but um, I think anything's realistic. I mean, you're in that league, I mean, you're competing, so, but at the same time, oh, just... I'm going to say it's uh, unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah, possibly it's unrealistic a dream. right now. And it's not impossible, but I just think, like, realistically, you compare our squad to other squads in this league that there are stronger squads in the league and you'd expect there are stronger it. squads you'd expect but I still think we could do that I think we could sneak into the last playoff place it's ambitious Steve I like it It'd yeah that's it mate I love that imagine Watford in the playoff semi-finals I don't think I could cope oh, why um, you, only £2,000 <laughs> oh, 
mate. I'd be a wreck. Oh, that'd be disgusting, wouldn't it? Oh, horrible. Uh, Jim says, "How many goals can Colo get this season?" What do we do? I name targets. I, to be honest, how many did he get last season? Was it thirteen league goals, maybe something like that? Twelve, like that, yeah. fourteen. I can get 15, 16, 16, 15, 16, yeah. Why not? Uh, Tom says, do you think Colo will end his career at Luton? Hmm. No. Probably not, not I don't that. think. No. I think there'll come a time where... where He drops down a few He'll drop leagues. down again, but... I think if he's going to move up again oh, now, God, right. he's been bigging him up for the last sort of twenty minutes. I know, no, 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 no we're talking about like a bit like an Alan McCormack or someone like that. Yeah, where he's what just like where he's been right, class and class, but the club like are looking to move forward. Maybe it's in power court when we move up to the Premier League. Maybe then we've got like a forty-year-old mm-hmm. Colo. How old's Colo? I've just called him forty. About 30, 30, 31? 30. Yeah, 30, 31. He's thirty. Yeah. So like maybe we've got like a thirty-five-year-old Colo who's not as quick as he was. Maybe can't put in that work rate as much as he could. To be fair, he's never been that quick, has he? <laughs> nah, nah. He's not blessed with mass pace, is he? But he's just blessed with being an absolute engine, mate. And Sam says, Bree, Craney, or Pearson at right back. Who would you pick? We were just having this chat, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say I'd have Pearson. I still think um, I'd have Bree, if I'm honest. Ah, oh, see, this is where we'll split a little bit. I like Craney. <laughs> well, glad we answered <laughs> that question, everyone. Yeah, I like Craney, but at the same time, I mean, I want to get picked at Kyoso back, man. I like Kyoso. He's done well at Bolton as well. Yeah, I like him, man. A bit gutted when he went out alone. Uh, one of my um, colleagues at Brentford, uh, Carly Osborne, he used to be, he used to play for mm-hmm. Brentford. He apparently took Kyoso to Luton for his like like trial so basically, he was the reason yeah, yeah. Luton signed Peter Chioso. So he knows him really well. And he's chatting to me about him the other day and just saying how like, hard working this guy has been and how mm-hmm. much of a talent he is. And I was like, that's actually quite exciting to know. I might get him on the podcast. Yeah, that's quality, man. Get him on there. Just, but no, we, I think can, anyone yeah. who's seen Chioso play, I mean, look at that game against May Knight, for example. Unreal game, man of the match and whatever else. But no, I mean, I've seen him play a few times now. And even if he's at Dunstall, you know, obviously there's a bit of a difference in level on that, but Mate, the guy's class. He's too good. For, I'm sorry, this bit disrespectful, but he's too good to be at Bolton. Too good. He's looking good at Bolton. I'll give him that. Um, yeah. And I guess we've scoring goals as well. He is from right back. He scored like two or three, I think. Mm-hmm. A couple of assists as well. Fair play to him. Um, let's end on this one from Chris. He says, "Out of the next three games, how many points are we taking? Middlesbrough away, Bournemouth at home, Reading away. Three very tough games." Mm. Are we? Do you look at that and mm. say if we can take four, two or three? Would you be happy with two or three from them games? Mm. Nah, nah, probably not. Four, five, no. four. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, who we got? So we got Middlesbrough Wednesday, don't we? Yeah. I think we can get get a result there. We can win. I take a point. I think we can win that. Yeah, like I so say, I think we can win that. Why not? I mean, we won there last year, didn't we? Finger jig. So yeah. Yeah, we did, but 1-0, wasn't it? Tony Cliff, wasn't it? Mm. So, that was yeah, on the ground, Jones. <laughs> yeah. Middlesbrough so just look a bit a... stronger this yeah. year, though, don't they? They just look a bit stronger. Um, there is it, Neil Warnock, isn't it? Yeah. So do we. Yeah. True. Bournemouth are looking, I think, the best team in the yeah. league at the moment. <laughs> Bournemouth looking I think fast. they're going up this year. And Reading, you know, they had that insane start to the season, dropped off a little, but Reading away... 
for some reason, we never seem to do that well against Reading. Yeah, no, it's never easy. Although we won there earlier on in the season in the League Cup. So, you know, what are we saying then? Three three games, uh, tough opposition, four points. Are we happy with four? Four. I'm happy with four. Yeah, to be honest, three, three or four points probably. But the thing is, the Bournemouth game is going to be tough, but they're probably the game we're going to bloody win, isn't it? Mate, <laughs> let's do it. I'll do you know just take like? it. I love it. Um, that's pretty much all as we've got to do. As long as we don't lose too many. As long as we don't what? As long as we don't lose, because I don't like losing, man. I take the point every fucking week, but I don't like losing. <laughs> uh, well, let's hope for no losses. Maybe let's get three wins. If we're pushing for them playoffs, Steve, we need three wins from three here. Um, yeah, definitely. That's all we've got time for today. Though. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. And hopefully we can all be back just together in this room. I know restrictions are hard right now but uh mm. we can socially distance this is work purposes and we can get a christmas episode hopefully hopefully this this is a bit of a teaser for the christmas episode hopefully we can have someone from australia join us on the podcast mm-hmm. and maybe some of his friends that is what we're aiming Callum for McManaman. not your uncle is it <laughs> you'll yeah, have to Callum wait and McManaman see your uncle, mate. you'll have to wait and see who we've got planned um, hopefully it happens next week we're just hoping for like a nice chill Christmas episode you'll have to find out um, have a good week enjoy Middlesbrough away enjoy uh, Bournemouth at home if you get to go if we're not in tier 3 by then and yeah nice one guys thank you take care people see you later get us on YouTube get us on socials Oh, in the town we shall see you next week <laughs>